It's recording. Hi, oh, turn it this way. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Surviving Adulthood. I'm Andy, and as you guys can all see, I am driving right now. But I have to make sure I hop on right now because we have a special guest. Her name is Tiffany. Everyone knows her as special, but we are here doing our behind the scenes of the music industry and wanted to make sure that we have a time to dive in to hear all of the things that happen behind the scenes in the music industry and uh, tiffany how you been i'm sorry uh i'm driving right now no don't apologize i salute the multitask man it's beautiful <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm a mute. So yes, welcome. So like Andrea said, how have you been? I'm good. Uh, the 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 world is is a different place right now. So just dealing with that really. Um, but overall, just good. Trying to stay productive. Trying to make stuff. How are you guys? Good. I mean, good as one could be. You exactly. know, I'm so quick to say I'm good. I'm great. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When, that's not always necessarily true. Um, I'm feeling a bunch of things, but as of this current moment that I'm with you all, I'm, I'm good. Good. Yeah. Same here. I think we can say, we can, we tend to say like first thing that comes to mind, like I'm great, but I mean, I'm surviving. I'm surviving adult. That's, that's pretty much how I am. It's so nice to see you. We haven't seen you. Um, since if you guys did not know, Tiffany does, um, she does groups for podcasts. She does a, a bunch of things, but mm-hmm. she also hosts groups for podcasts that are at different stages, different levels, but it's a great resource for podcasts in the um, local area so that they can stay connected and continue to work together. Um, with that being said, can we dive into kind of like what you do? You're kind of like your elevator speech. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, thank you for that introduction. Thank you guys for coming to Pod Recognize Pod. I'm excited to have you guys back in the future. Yeah. Um, so I I basically just do podcasting right now. I did radio for 10 years. I had wanted to do radio since I was 10 years old. So I went to San Francisco State and studied broadcasting, did college radio, absolutely loved it. Then worked in radio for 10 years, iHeart, Sirius, all that stuff. And then within the past like year and a half two years i got out of radio got a quote-unquote regular job um and just really focused on podcasting i know that podcasting is what i want to do i love Mm -hmm. the long form i love sitting down with people i love having conversations and then pod recognize pod is what john jordan and i kind of made to get podcasters to sit down together and have conversations because podcasting is such a solitary medium that we don't have conversations about it. We don't really interact. And there's so many different resources right now because podcasting is blowing up. So it's like, we need to sit down and be able to share resources and just really help each other. So that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Um, also too, so like Andrea mentioned that um, some people may know you as special. So can you tell us, how did that name come about? Uh, I always wish that I had like a cool story about it, but I really don't. Um, I think <laughs> I was maybe 13, 14 years old. And I'm like, oh, okay, if I do radio, I want to be on air, but I also want a DJ. So I need a DJ name. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay. The two that came up for me were DJ Cream Soda and DJ Special. I really liked Cream Soda. Um, and <laughs> And special was just like a cool word to me. You know, there was like that phrase, like my mom says I'm special. So I just kind of ran with it. And it's funny too, because it's had like multiple iterations. So like back when I used to DJ, it was DJ special. And then when I started out college radio, it was Miss Special. And then I finally dropped it down to special. So I can always kind of tell how long I've known someone by what they call me. Like if they call me Miss Special or DJ Special, I'm like, whoa, how long have we known each other? Because this this is crazy. And it also just became a thing of like, changing the connotation of the word like with special that was really kind of associated with weird or even you know different 
developmental disabilities and things like that. And it's like, no, special is, is something that's exciting and different and, and out of the norm in a good way too. So I just kind of wanted to play with the word a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I like it. It's, it is different. I mean, and also too, yeah, DJ special, like that's dope though. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not, it's not bad at all. I want to dive in and to talk more about your podcast and the type of um, music um, guests that you have on there and how do you pick them and well, and how did that even come about? Mm-hmm. Um, when I did college radio, it was, I had always just wanted to talk to people. Like I would listen to music projects and I would have so many questions. And mm-hmm. I also just super respect the process. Like making a body of work like a whole album a whole mixtape ep whatever there's so much that goes into that from the engineers to the producers to the actual artists themselves and just mm-hmm. the different storytelling there's so much that goes into it so i always had so many questions so within college radio i was able to bring people into the san francisco state studio and really have those conversations and then once i was out of college i'm like oh no, I want to keep doing this. Like, this is what fuels me. So then that's when podcasting um, was becoming a little more well-known and easier to do. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll turn it into a podcast. So yeah, it's really just sitting down with artists and having conversations about what it was like making that project. Every single song, we talk about every single track and, and like the cover art, there's always a process making the cover. There's always a process giving it a title and just all these things that are so fascinating to me. But it's also interesting too, because those conversations lead to conversations about life and, and being a yeah. human and, and you know what I mean? Just all these different things that go into life. So it becomes like, for me at least, a very like therapeutic thing to hear people go through their process, not only artistically, but in life. So it's, it, it's crazy how much it's kind of helped me as a person in a way I couldn't have imagined. So, I mean, know, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go well, ahead. I applaud you for that, but because like for those that are listening and that can't see the artistic background you have in the background, I, as soon as you came on, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yes. For those that don't know, um, you are part of our um, Behind the Music series. Mm-hmm. So we really, really chose and kind of zoned in on you because we thought it was cool that you just kind of jumped in, took that leap of faith and was like, I like musicians. I know what I'm doing. I want to not even exploit. I want to share their stories. I want to learn. I saw the one that you did on like SZA and like you you have some like legendary people just like that you talk to and I'm like mm-hmm. what in the world <laughs> do we know about this right <laughs> like jumping in and just no holes bar let me just talk to you and they were like really effective interviews like they're still relevant today so mm-hmm. I encourage all of our listeners to definitely go back and and take a look but with that being said do you get any do you get nerves like what were kind of some of the roadblocks um yeah I appreciate all of that um but um yeah um I mean honestly like my content has kind of evolved so I think evolving in itself is kind of an interesting roadblock trying to figure out okay what exactly do I want to do um of course a lot of the bigger name artists I can't act like I got those myself at a a time I did have an at iHeartMedia email address so I'm sure that helped kind of land things um but yeah, it's just really about kind of shooting that shot and really putting putting that email out there, making sure that it's as concise as it can be, kind of learning what, you know, managers or whoever their people's teams are is looking for in an email, giving them bam, 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 this is what it looks right. like, this is how long it's going to take, this is an idea of what I want to talk about, and just making it as easy as possible for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean... As far, you said, do I get nervous? Was that the question? (laughs) Nervous in Roblox. Yeah. um, As far as nervous, um, it really depends on the situation. Sometimes you'll walk into like a green room backstage and there's just a group of people in there and you're like, okay, how am I going to have a conversation with this one person and silence the room and and keep everybody kind of honed in on this situation? Um, There's that. But at the end of the day, like, because these are conversations about the music and they're conversations about, you know, like I said, it 
leads to conversations about the human experience. You kind of just view people as human beings and, and you're sitting down with a human. And, and I think it's more excited than anything. I think that when it comes to like nervous and energies like that, it's, it's more of an excitement than anything. It's not so much like, oh my God, I'm so scared. It's like, oh, I'm so excited to do this. Like, this is such right. a cool opportunity. So, so stuff like that. Um, I guess roadblocks you kind of become your own roadblock <laughs> like you know you, you that's you, real you second guess things you you wonder if what you're doing makes sense you wonder if you know taking time I'm gonna repeat that you you second guess yourself you wonder if what you're doing you know makes sense or am I taking too long to release it and you know just all these things so there's been a lot of like personal mental roadblocks but just about keeping going. You just got to keep going. I tell people all the time, like, it doesn't matter if you stop and start or whatever, just keep going. Just keep going. And that's what I see uh, about that. Um, I didn't hear you, Andrea, what'd you say? <laughs> no, I said that's very true. Um, just with us doing our thing and like, you just got to keep going. Turn your camera. Turn your camera. I know you're going to get me. I'm going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you can be fine. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true because you can be your uh, worst, biggest enemy. And so, mm-hmm. but you have to just keep it, keep it going regardless. Um, and that's something that we, the three of us, we have to continue to tell ourselves um, because we have various projects together and outside of one another and, you know, with life and, you know, it's like, oh, you just got to pick it up. But I mean, definitely you are... Um, an inspiration within within that within itself really um because when you go to even to your instagram you see like like angelisa said all the podcasts that you've done with the various artists and and like she said some of them are very well known and i think really all of them are well known to a certain degree to their perspective um audiences mm-hmm. and so that's something to be like clapped about and acknowledged mm-hmm. within itself um with all of that but who's been like maybe a your top three favorite people that you've um interviewed oh you she's going for the jugular yeah i'm like goodness <laughs> uh-huh. um and why or just some ones that have just stood out the most like i'm sure all of them have been valuable yeah um but what are some of the ones that that were like you know what when they said this this, this stuck out to me this means yeah it, so it's, much to me it's nuts um trying to go off the top of my head um and it's usually the people who are really able to kind of break down that wall and really, you know, kind of bear their soul in a sense and, and really just take me to places that I never even thought throughout the conversation we would go. Right. Um, I think off the top of my head, um, Monty Draper, he's from out here in the Bay Area. Every time we sit down, it's like a two-hour conversation and it's just everything and you know on top of that he's just a great person in general a great artist so to have those conversations with him is always great um Sylvan LeCue is an artist who he used to go by Quest and he's had um, a bunch of just a bunch of projects he's from Florida um sitting down with him has always been a really good time because same thing like it 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 comes down to understanding, you know, you're going to sit down with people who don't completely get what you do and, you know, they're still willing to sit down and that's great, but there's people who just stick out, who get it and, and are excited to have the conversations and want to have the conversations. Right. So mm-hmm. he's definitely one of those people. Um, last one, I'm trying to think of like, you can round us up with five. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's, Here's the interesting thing is like, I, I tell people too, like sometimes you kind of do things and you don't really revisit them. And you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I'm trying to even think, I'm like, who have I even had on? Go, yeah, right. go, 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 go. Yeah, it's, it, it's a forward motion. So I'm like, oh man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Fat Joe is really cool because mm-hmm. fat joe is you know what i mean like fat joe was one of the people where i took a picture with him and sent it to my dad and my dad was like oh snap like you know what i mean like yeah. i don't always get that reaction from you know my 50 something year old big old white man dad you know right, so i was like right. oh, fat joe <laughs> um but even him like he he was able like he's such a good storyteller so for him to like i love watching for, his interviews yes so for him to like 
So for him to like, trust me with those stories, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and the whole time too, he was like, doing like graffiti like on a piece of paper so like I have a like I forget exactly what he wrote I think he just wrote Fat Joe but I have a piece of paper where like he tagged Fat Joe and I'm just like he was like oh here and I was like wait what so I think I think that would rattle off the top three if I think of more while we're talking I'll let you know but those are the ones off the top of my head yeah yeah I just was like man this is so good yeah and you're right he is a good storyteller Mm -hmm. and so like how have you um reached out like do the process is the process hard to reach out to the artists um it's not hard it just takes a little bit of like I really when I send it I really am like okay I might get a response I might not and I have to kind of be open to that and be like oh okay I'm putting it out there if it comes back with an interview cool if it doesn't so be it um (laughs) So I think, you know, like I said, I try to make it as easy as possible and really, you know, give them the bullet points and, and give them as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just, it really depends on the person. It really depends on their team. Like there's, there's so many people that, you know, sometimes their team pushes back and they're like, oh, well, we need your numbers and we need this and we need that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, and so it just really depends on people's teams. Sometimes, you know, people don't even have teams and you're dealing with them directly, which sometimes makes it easier, sometimes makes right. it difficult. It just right. really depends on what it is. Um, so yeah, I, I've tried to streamline it as much as possible and make okay. it like, you know, easy for them and easy for me but yeah it it can go either way and you know there's people who I've had on who I reach out to again and I hear nothing and I'm just like man like you you can't help but get sad about that but you kind of have to keep it moving and be like well maybe next time again because you never really know what people are doing like I a big part of what I would do is when people were coming into town for a show I'd kind of center it around then like oh, okay we can you know do an interview while you're in town but you never know what people are doing out here. Like it's right. the area. So you got people going to PlayStation, you got people going to Twitter, like people right. are all over the place, but there's also people who come into town and are just kind of sitting around in their hotel room before the show starts. So you really right. don't know. You never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted to, um, you know, just talk more also, what is your take on the music industry, especially since you've been in radio for so long and, and that transition into deciding to do podcasts. So what's your, your point of view in regards to music then from when you were heavily in radio and to now? Um, I think the industry as a whole, like I really kind of side with the independent artists. I think that for the most part, for a lot of people, independent is the best way to go. Uh, The industry is, you know, I mean, I tell people all the time, like, A Tribe Called Quest said it, like, 20 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. the music industry is shady, and that's just, it hasn't really changed. Um, I see conversations popping up all the time on Twitter about, you know, people and their deals and what those look like and just how they can be so bad, and, and it sucks, and it's really devastating. Um, so, yeah, I lean just more towards, you know, encouraging people to go independent, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that independent people's voices are heard because I think, you know, of course, podcasting is getting bigger, but I kind of compare the two to where podcasting is very independent and it is people's expression and it's, it's an easy way for people to get their stuff out there. And I think that that's such an important part because the more you involve different, you know, people and, and start building it up, it does get a little more complicated and a lot of people don't want to admit that, but having something independent that you're able to put out without you know going through all these different channels really makes a difference and it really helps expression so yeah I think that that's what's changed for me from radio till now is it's like I'm I'm way more interested in what independent people are doing and I, I always have a little bit like you know the whole underground scene and I did a lot of that in like college radio um so that's always kind of spoke to me but yeah and I just feel like not that different journeys are different, but with independent artists, they're just way more involved in every single part of the process. Right. So the storytelling is that much more different. And, and it's just such a, a love of creating in every single part of it. So it's just really great storytelling. So mm-hmm. I like that. 
So um, part of what we wanted to kind of like talk to you about was your aha moment and how you kind of said, this is what I want to do. And this is a legacy that I want to leave behind. So what was that aha moment for you? Mm, that's powerful. Um, I guess, honestly, it would be, it's cliche because it's a big part of my story now, but I think a big part of it was just actually leaving radio and it's like okay I'm I'm leaving radio does this mean that I just go live that quote-unquote normal life and don't create stuff anymore or do I go out of my way to still create things and still talk to people and still have these conversations um so yeah as much as I don't think of it that way I think it definitely was an aha moment and it it kind of helped me figure out what my Legacy is a big word. I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't use that word often, so I appreciate that. But um, it kind of helped solidify that, and it also just helped me figure out what I want to do as far as the podcast. I I don't talk about it too much because I know my ideas as a podcaster are very different than everybody else's. I'm not into monetization. I'm really not into like you know going for a huge audience, and I'm really just doing it as a hobby to have conversations and to put things on record and to the culture. People express themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. very sure. much so. And so um, I think not only leaving radio and saying, I still want to do podcasting, but then having those conversations with myself to say, okay, well, what actually is this podcast and what does podcasting mean to me? And kind of coming up with those ideas that, like I said, aren't very common in podcasting. And I appreciate anybody who wants to make it just to make it or, you know, to be big and make money, like everything is super respectable in this space. But mm-hmm. I had to have those conversations with myself. Yeah. That's real. That's real. I think that that's a very important conversation to have. Because like you said, I think when when we don't have people doing it for the culture, that's when we lose a lot of the culture. Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to make money. We're not doing it from the heart. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very glad that you made that point. Because there is definitely a space and a need for people that are specifically just trying to keep it pushing. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Do you have any advice for either podcasters or somebody that is interested in getting in the music industry, whether it be a DJ or whatever? Um, As far as podcasting, I think um, it really, you know, there's so many podcasts out right now, which Mm -hmm. is an interesting statement, but it's really not as many. I mean, it's a lot, but it's moving kind of a, there's a statistic that I'll find, but basically (laughs) it's moving quickly, but there's still room to get in. There's still a need for everybody's voice. There's still an expression. There's still a way that you can be creative. Um, And I think it really comes down to you know, having those conversations with yourself, okay, what do I want to do? But Mm -hmm. also being comfortable with yourself and letting it evolve. Okay, I started out doing a podcast about this. Now, actually, I think I want to talk about this and and having the the energy and and the space with yourself to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to evolve. And that's okay. Because sometimes, like you said, we really beat ourselves up. Um, As far as the music industry, DJing, um, a lot of that is really knowing people, you know, they say it's not yeah. what you know, but who you know, but right. especially in the music industry, that's a huge thing. Um, so just getting to know people, but I always tell people it's really from a human aspect. Yeah, these people are DJs or they're journalists or they're on the radio, whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, they're a human being and the things that they create, they want to be supported too and they want to be talked to as a human being. So just shooting a link in their bio or just being like, hey, how do I DJ? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have to come to them very specifically, come to them in a way where you're talking to an actual human being. Hey, how are you? What's new? Oh, I, I listened to this that you released. I enjoyed this part of it. You know what I mean? Like creating an actual relationship with a person and people are different. People are busy. You're not always going to get the intended response, but at least if you come to it from a human point, you're more likely to get a response. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also think about, where was I going to go with that? I had something else. Um, Think about coming from the knowing people. 
now I don't remember what I was going to say. Hey, that <laughs> I was like, I was on a roll and then I lost it. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Also asking super specific questions. Um, yeah. You might not always get a response from that. Like I said, everything is hit or miss, but really, you know, not saying, hey, how do I DJ? Being like, hey, I was looking at this controller do you like this controller compared to this one or you know what i mean like people would come to me and be like oh how do i get on with this person i'm like i don't know how you get on with them and then i've had people who would be like hey you know um i know that this dj does you know music mondays or whatever can you facilitate a conversation with us or you know what i mean just it depends on what you're doing and what it looks like but asking very solid specific questions just really makes a difference for people and it's like oh yeah we're willing to help because we know exactly what you want out of this so yeah it's it's way easier it's easier to yeah it's easier to connect the dots exactly yeah and I like how you said that um about evolving in regards to podcasts because even with us like our season one is totally different from season two mm-hmm. and of course you know we're only in season two um and this is will be the um this here is season three and so you're part of our season three um you know so we're I just love that that when I hear people say that I I feel like okay we're not far off Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so that's good to know I have a question for you though in regards to um like um the record companies and like working with the A&Rs like I said um this is part of our season three and kicking it off in regards to behind the music we we interviewed someone um last week and i asked about the a and r's like you know is it are the a and r's missing and so that person response was saying like oh they're still around you know um things have changed some but they're still around um but i feel like they're not around because i feel like the music the development of the artists, they're not there. So what is your take on that? Especially since you've interviewed so many artists and you know, you, you've seen some things over the years. What's your take on that? Um, I can't say that they're not there because I, I wasn't in the actual, you know, in their meetings and what they were doing. But like you said, it has completely changed and you can tell that it's changed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, you see artists like, you know, Post Malone, who basically blew up on SoundCloud. And then, yeah. all, and there's so many people like him who, okay, they had this huge song on SoundCloud. Now they're on a label. And now what? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what do they do now? And so you can tell that it's completely <laughs> changed. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you can tell that it's completely changed because it's, it, especially that word development that you use, you can tell that there are a lot of people that aren't getting developed the way they used to there's not a lot of you know PR training and whatever you want to call it that it's just it's just not the same and you know honestly that that's for them to figure out but yeah as as consumers and as people who spend time in the industry we can see the difference and you know that's what they choose to do but I I think they're still out there I just think that it's changed in a way that's kind of weird to us so. <laughs> right I agree I also want to talk about um oh my god the question is up to my head I'm having a senior moment <laughs> just old <laughs> oh my god it was the same it's like right there oh this is <laughs> so sad um this is what I wanted to say why did um why did you specifically want to leave radio because I know like you you know because I know that you said like you were doing this that and the other like college and radio and iHeart and this that and the other and and then now you're in on podcasting which is wonderful but what is the you know kind of the real story yeah I mean (laughs) honestly within the past year or so it's it's become a new reason every day. Um, I learned a lot about myself and it's like oh okay this didn't work out because I don't know how to speak up for myself and I don't know how to sell myself. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's that, you know what I mean? I wasn't able to walk into a meeting and be like, look at all this stuff I'm doing. That's just not Mm -hmm. my personality. I'm going to put it out. If you see it, you see it. I keep on pushing. And and that's just who I am as a person. Um, But I think overall it just came down to, you know, 
everybody wants, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people want to act like it hasn't changed. And everybody knows that it's changed. It's way, the, the breaks are way shorter. The it's, it's very, you know, put together in a way that's easy to digest, which works for a lot of people. But I just found myself wanting to have longer conversations with people and, and more, Mm -hmm. you know, just being able to express however I wanted. I don't feel like I was ever stopped from expressing myself how I wanted to, but I wanted to make sure that I was period without even thinking about it. Um, So yeah, it just, it just came down to just wanting to be more creative and wanting to have longer conversations, more conversations. And like I said, that's not to say that people don't do that on radio, but I just didn't, I just didn't feel that I was able to do that either given the space or myself and how I, you know, carry myself and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. And, and yeah, it was just really, I don't I, like I said, there's so many reasons going through my head, but most of it was just a difference. And, and I think college radio played into that too, because I was able to do college radio and I was able to feel what it felt like to just make things and just do things. And it's like, I always wanted to get back to that. And mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, okay, if podcasting is that, then I'm going to go fully that's in that direction. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I applaud that because it's hard to just listen to yourself and mm-hmm. say, you know what? I do not want to do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And to take that leap of faith, a lot of people they won't do it. And if they, you know, they get real scared, they'll go, I'm just going to work a nine to five. I'm not going to live out my true passion. Not to say that anything's wrong with nine to five. I have one. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm just saying, um, it's hard to just kind of make that decision to trust yourself and trust your instincts. So I'm I'm very glad you did. Mm -hmm. Not even that, like not to put dubs on it, but it's like, you know, I know there's people out there like me who got a whole ass degree in it. Not for to sure. mention that's all people know you for. That's all you really know about yourself. Like it's, it's a very intense thing. So it's like, there's things that go with just leaving a job. There's things that go with just leaving an industry, but the more you plant yourself in something, the more you're like, Oh man, like yeah. how yeah. do, how do I even leave this? Like who right. am who am I without this sometimes? Right. So it's like yeah. all of that is such a big thing. And also you mentioned nine to fives. I'm such a big fan of people who have nine to fives and create things. That's my favorite thing in the whole mm-hmm. world. Like I think that there's so much passion and time and energy that go into it. And I think that, you know, there it's just an, a very important story to tell because there was a time when, you know, nobody talked about it. And it's like, oh, don't worry about what I do. You know what I mean? But it's like the people who create and have nine to fives are literally my favorite. And I'm just such a champion of that. That's a step. Well, thank you. We need those claps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what we're all doing for sure. Um, Yeah, it's just crazy. So like even with you working at iHeartRadio and Sirius, how was those experiences? Was it the same across the board, really, because it's all radio, or? No. Uh, Serious? I mean, I was there in 2012, so it may have changed, but it doesn't seem like it's changed. Serious is super into celebrities, and, you know, Oprah has a show, and Martha Stewart has a show, and all these people have shows. It's like, you know, no offense to them, but, like, do they even know how to do radio? Like, why would they even have a radio show? Like, it's very very weird but on the other side of that um I interned with the all out show which was on shade 45 and it was a free for all like it was some of the wildest stuff I had ever seen like one day we were in there and (laughs) the host you know they still kind of have a playlist they're able to play with it a little differently Mm -hmm. but every day on our playlist was one mic by Nas. Great song, but like, why is this in here every day? So yeah. he, he pulled the PD in and like really went at him on air. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So Sirius has a lot more freedom, but they are super interested in celebrities from my oh. opinion. Okay. Okay. And I heart not so much. They, cause this is from a marketing standpoint, right? You know, is that what that is? It's like, because even when you mentioned Oprah, like I'm sure Oprah's not necessarily like on the radio. It's probably like taking the recording and putting mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because even with her podcast, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, like Super Soul Sundays. It's not that she's redoing it or extension of it. It's the same thing that you would watch on television that you're listening to. Yeah. So um, with iHeart, they're a little more focused on making it more local because they do realize that a biggest part of their audience is listening locally. So they want to have people who are from the area who, you know what I mean? Know what's going on, know what the weather outside looks like, all that stuff. Um, But with technology, that all changes too. You know, in, in the bigger markets, you're able to see local people but you know what I mean the breakfast club is on how many different stations and that's not everywhere where that is yeah so it's like it really depends on the place in the station and and I've always applauded especially iHeart San Francisco for still keeping it super local when everybody else was you know doing and finding other people so it's like I do very much applaud them on that because it is so important to have people in your community on your radio station yeah to know and and that's a big thing period and what whatever it is or whatever you do um it's good to have people from the community Mm -hmm. you know tapping in with the with real people of the community Mm -hmm. um Interesting. So when you worked for Sirius, was that back east or was it here? Yeah, it was it was in New York. So I lived in okay. Brooklyn and then the Sirius offices were in Manhattan. So that was that was a really good time. That's plush. I don't know if I've been able to read that. It, it wasn't it wasn't that plush. I had just graduated from college, so I was able to stay in the college dorms at Brooklyn College. Mm. So it was it was a very New York <laughs> shoebox but I was just so happy to be there and it was yeah yeah it was just so cool we won't talk about how I went broke and had to leave and you know all that stuff it wasn't it wasn't it's expensive to survive very yeah yeah to your path I um I almost went into the radio broadcast journalism field but I ended up going into the magazine journalism field Mm. part of that was um them constantly telling us that things were going to become obsolete. So kind of like stay on top of your game. Mm-hmm. Print was going to go away. Um, you know, photo- uh, photojournalism was kind of going to go away because everybody has a smartphone so they can take their own pictures. Is, is that something that you were ever concerned with? Um, did you foresee anything in like the radio field? Um, a little bit. I mean, it was always like, it's going to die. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to die like you know what I mean like even newspapers supposed to die and we just found a new way to get newspapers and stuff like that so I knew that it was never going to die but I was always very cognizant of the fact that it was changing especially with such a big technology like syndication where they were able to take somebody from New York and play them you know in the Mm -hmm. Bay Area or what wherever and be able to really just pump it out like that um I was always aware of that and I was just always aware of like it changing within the music industry because of, you know, all these different streaming services and us being able to listen to what we want to listen to instead of what they want us to listen to or what they think we want to listen to, whatever you want to call it. So I was just very cognizant of the fact that like it was changing, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't dying, but, but the change was a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it was very intense to see like, Oh, okay. This, this isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Did it make you feel like you needed to have like multiple streams of income, like a side hustle or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I was always like, I I think it was just part of me where it was like, I just constantly felt like I had to have multiple jobs. So that was just like the hustle in itself. And I, you know, I felt weird having downtime and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, that played a big part and, and just really seeing how, different people did you know what I mean like everybody I know had multiple jobs I was like okay gotta have multiple jobs gotta do it yeah but I think in the back of your mind it's like oh okay let me make sure I'm good because this is kind of changing in a way but I think it also makes you super defensive like when people are constantly telling you that your industry is about to die or like just really angry about it and very very defensive so that was an interesting part of it yeah yeah, that's real. I was, I think it's important to kind of tell that story because it's, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the fact that like, you got your degree, you spent all this money, I got to stay on this path. 
anything could change any time like coronavirus clearly just showed us that Mm -hmm. so you kind of always have to continue to be marketable and kind of like sell yourself so that's 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 big so I've tried to do that myself but you know what I mean we'll see do you have any where do you see yourself going in the next like I don't know like five ten years um I mean it it's I I guess I want to like preface it as saying like it's sad but it's really not sad like I just see myself doing my regular nine to five job creating this podcast and and I do have a bunch of different ideas for it that I'm excited to get into you know within the next couple of years um I really want to do like themed episodes and and just really because a lot of the conversations I had certain themes would pop up every once in a while whether it's therapy or whether it's you know the order that they made the song so I want to be able to put those together um so yeah just honestly just living my little life and just creating stuff and and you know I I've I've found kind of happiness in simplicity and you know you know (laughs) people talk about it a lot you know when we were younger like oh no like just go live a simple easy life it's like no I got to chase this big thing and it's like okay like I chased this big thing I enjoyed it so much but now I know pretty much exactly what I want to do and and it's a little simpler and, and that's okay because that's what makes sense to me and that's how I feel and and I'm still creating I'm still making things and I really do want to focus on like community building like I love what we've made at pod recognized pod I want to try to expand that once we're able to meet in groups again because a lot of people have zoom fatigue and I'm like oh I tried to do this project on zoom and people are like no no we don't need any more zooms (laughs) So, so like really creating community and bringing people together who especially people who are working on their own and trying to make things and showing that there's resources and there's different ways to do it so mm-hmm. I'm just really focused in on on those things because at the end of the day that's what fuels me that's what gets me excited to do things and mm-hmm. and you know I I think that those experiences brought me to where I am today so I'm super thankful for that I agree mm-hmm. I agree like um and we're so happy that we were able to attend and we want to attend again. I know like we've just been all busy and I'm definitely zoomed out. <laughs> um, man, I just want to reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just zoom. I don't want to do another zoom for this. I don't want to do zoom for work. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would like you to do in, in closing um, is tell us maybe, I don't know, top five, like albums or artists to look for or that you're interested in right now? Like recommendations? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I already said Monty Draper, um, but I'm still going to put him in the list. Um, yeah. He's working on a project right now um, with basically such incredible artists throughout the Bay Area. So everybody from Ian Kelly to uh, Brookfield Deuce, there's like just a whole like collective of people and they're calling themselves grand national but with instead of an a and national it's an x so it's like grand nation oh, xl mm-hmm. um so that's gonna like be that. crazy mm-hmm. i know that's gonna be super dope um other people to look out for let's see off the top of my head iman europe is a singer from los angeles she okay. is incredible um she just really her music is just so therapeutic and and she even taps into that like she has an affirmation book and stuff like that so her her soul is just incredible and electric and and it really shows in her music so that's two um (laughs) let's see it's weird too because I haven't been on social media lately just because it's a lot lot, Um, yeah so I'm trying to to think off the top of my head um let's see so that's two or just some people that you like are really into Mm -hmm. you know like somebody that you listen to even if it's not even if they don't have new music dropping but somebody that you like this is a super dope artist Mm -hmm. yeah your playlist Mm -hmm. so uh coda the friend he's super dope um he's out of new york he just released a project super good like his storytelling is crazy okay Um, so i love him um let's see last two in my playlist we're gonna go Earth Gang. I love Earth okay. Gang. Uh-huh. I love Earth Gang. They're just uh-huh. 
they're just incredible and I think they just released like a spillage village song and so that's their group that that's super cool last one for the ladies we're gonna go <laughs> with you always have to include the ladies like okay, people, right? people like, cheat themselves <laughs> when they don't do that man um <laughs> we will go with uh Hannah got raps she is she's um a rapper from LA too I'm like I okay spent a lot of time in LA <laughs> but LA. I um, love LA yes no there, there's there's so much good music coming out of the Bay Area and they're like just the connect is crazy um so yeah Hannah got raps she's super dope um just just making good authentic music and like really speaking for herself and, and creating spaces for herself that I think is super important nice. mm -hmm. I love that I love that so what's next I know you said you're not doing any zooms but when <laughs> when's your next movement when's your next event um we're keeping up with pod recognized pods um so we're trying we've been trying to do them twice a month um mm -hmm. this month we're doing them once um so yeah, just playing around with those, hopefully getting in person soon, but also, you know, keeping gauge of like how comfortable people are. I don't want to force yeah. people into it, right. you know, right. so it's kind of managing that. So yeah, Pod Recognize Pod twice a month. Um, I do have a lot of podcasts in kind of like chilling on ice so I need to edit those and put those out um and I do have a lot of I was going through kind of my archives this last week and it's like oh man I have a lot of video content that I just haven't touched in a long time and nobody's seen so I really need to like package that together you know sitting down okay. with different artists and I kind of created this whole segment that I never even really like put out so now it's time to kind of put it together and put it out so yeah I think I might lean a little more into video content. Um, of course, drop podcasts, uh, eventually get to themed episodes, but um, still keep Pod Recognized Pod going. And then, like I said, once we're really able to meet in person, I really want to expand on community and, and create more spaces. So. Lovely. And how can the uh, people get in contact with you or see some of your work? Yeah, uh, everything is special says on Twitter, special says on Instagram specialsays.com. Um, if you type in special says on any of the podcast apps, it should pop up. Um, Great marketing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, if you can't find it, just DM me. We can, you know, chat, hang out. I'll give you whatever link you need, you know, make it easy for people. So that's what's up. Well, we sure do appreciate having I, you. I have a quick question before oh, we go. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because I was thinking about what you were saying you, that you spent time in LA and um we're in the bay so i have a question like what do you think about this and then we can head out um why do you think and or is it even important that a lot of artists from the bay area they don't get the recognition and or blow up as you know some of the artists like in la or new york or middle of nowhere i just feel like for some reason the bay area would just a little different and it's always harder either people sample and take and don't credit our music and stuff like that or people like want to escape from he here and, and not return what's your take on that it's a lot of things I mean it really comes down to I think independence is a good thing and a bad thing I think that independence is what is bred inside of us and it's so important but it can also stop people from making that next move you know what i mean and i mm -hmm. i can't give out advice i don't you know what i mean like mm -hmm. maybe it, it stops them from going to a label which i don't even know if i would personally recommend but depending on what level you want to be at there are certain steps that unfortunately you need to take so i think that there's an independence thing i think that you know, as far as venues, there's some really great venues in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're constantly leaning into who we have here. And I would love to see more of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, honestly, I think more as independence is kind of amplified and people are able to really do things themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You think about Too Short and E40 selling out the trunk and then it's like, yeah things in the industry kind of change, but now you do have independent places where you can upload your music and still get on Apple and still get on Spotify and stuff like yeah. that. So everybody being able to take it into their own hands, I think that hopefully we'll start to see that changing a bit to where 
we're doing it ourselves, we're making it ourselves, but we're also known for it and able to kind of create the force that needs to be here. So I think that it's coming, I think slowly but surely we're going to get there. But yeah, it definitely has been a fight and it's been ridiculous and especially with stealing sounds and and just the weird politics that go on with it are just ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. I have hope that the more people are able to be independent, they'll be able to navigate that stuff and really be where they're supposed to be. So Awesome. Yes. I just need to hear that from you. (laughs) It's definitely hard. It's definitely hard for Bay Area artists. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But we appreciate you coming. Indeed. So much. I know I do sound like Andy, huh? (laughs) We do because I think that you really, really spoke to the simplicity of being content in what you're doing, mm-hmm. being um, confident in your nine to five and still creating and not trying to follow the trends and the constant, you know, social media trend is make it a business, yes. take over the world, don't work for the man. Yes. And I just appreciate the fact that, because I think in most cases when people try to follow that, we lose some of the culture because we're so focused on trying to chase a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little hard. So I appreciate this conversation because you are bringing back that creativity, that genuine spirit, that just, that just complete simplicity that I like. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you for coming. We all do. Andy yeah. kind of left us, but she- <laughs> no, <laughs> no, seriously, I appreciate you guys. I'm so glad that that's what you got from that. Cause it's, you know, sometimes you feel like you ramble and you're like, where am I actually going? But the fact that you got all that from what I said, I super appreciate. I appreciate you guys. You guys are killing it. You're creating content you're talking to important people like the episode with i forget his name right now but the man who created stable goods that's still Uh my favorite yeah yeah like because his story is so important and needs to be told so for you guys to have that conversation with him was just incredible and just all the different people and and the way you're able to create themes and i just always enjoy this show and I just appreciate you guys really keeping going you know what I mean like you guys, have, you. you guys have kids you have careers like it's not easy and I need people right. to realize that it's not easy to create these things but you guys go out of your way to make sure that you're still creating you're still having conversations with people who need to be heard from and I think that going out of your way to do that is such a big part of it and I know you always apologize for not coming to pod recognize pod but it's okay because you guys are making stuff like <laughs> you do not need to apologize you guys are constantly creating you're doing these sessions with people still no matter what's going on in the world like sitting down and still committing to productivity and creating is is really important so we yeah. Uh, we appreciate you, girl. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Seriously, thank you guys. We gotta be a community air hugs. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. And of course, we like I'll be emailing you, texting you, whatever. You know, we'll be keeping For it. For sure. We look forward to something. Yeah. Anything we let us know exactly don't be afraid to reach out like angelisa said we're a community so we're here and so all right everyone until next time yo out of here the the legal way yeah (laughs) i just just made that up (laughs) thank you ladies so much have a great day thank you bye